Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Nice. Nailed it. Absolute success. How's work? First track. Uh, work was pretty good. It was really slow in the cafe. So I got to do like other stuff, like hosting a little bit, which was nice. Mm-hmm. It was pretty chill. What about you? How was your day? Learning, 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 learning. A lot of uh, Ontario Securities Act. <laughs> great day great day uh, i could literally never be a lawyer even if i wanted to but like you know you know when you're studying for something and then you're like oh you know what maybe i do understand this that was happening earlier today because before today Ooh. i was like this is gonna go so poorly in my exams um no longer feeling that way so we're getting better we're fine. That is such a good feeling. It's a rare yes. feeling, but it's a good feeling. I love it deeply. Mm. I'm tired, though. I will say that, even though I don't really have any reason to be tired. I'm just tired. Same. I did wake up at like 11.45 this morning. I have no idea why. <laughs> like... Yeah, see, I woke up at 6, but I did like go to bed at like 9. So, very reasonable sleep. That was a reasonable sleep. That was, like, exactly 10 hours. That's, like, right on the money. Actually, I don't know if that math is right. It is? I'm so smart. (laughs) What a day. (laughs) What a day. (sighs) Alrighty, well, should we get into it? Do you have a bevy? I do, actually. I have a little mint tea. Um, that is not my usual tea of choice. As oh, that's my usual tea of choice. Yeah. Um, but Jared's mom sent me some uh things for Easter, so it included some mint tea. So I thought I'd try it. Honestly, shit slaps. Not as not as bad as I remember it. Uh, I feel like I just assumed I hated it forever. I don't know if I hate it. Crazy how that happens, huh? Yeah, that's why, that's why I eat tea. an olive every year. <laughs> I do wish I liked olives because I would love to be the type of person who can drink a martini. Okay, that for me, that's not even the olive is the issue. A martini is straight up a cup of vodka. And other stuff. Mm-hmm. There's stuff in it. 
you don't need the other stuff. Sometimes you can just get vodka and an olive in it. It's true. And that isn't there vermouth? Yeah, you can have it like with vermouth. You can have it with like like a dirty martini with like olive juice in it, which is blows my mind. But like, imagine how cool. To be fair, I talk smack on olives all the time, and like the thought of having like olive juice in my drink absolutely disgusts me. But I can't even talk shit because I fucking love picklebacks. That is true. And I'm sure there are so many people out there who think I'm just the most heinous human being because that is like my shot of choice. Either that or just straight up tequila. I'm also not the kind of person that can take a shot of tequila. Mm. Like I'm just, it's not, it's not who I'm built to be, I guess. I can do it. I think I just like my salt, my, oh my God, I had a stroke. I think I just like my shots to be salty. I'm kind of learning. (laughs) So maybe, you know what? Maybe you would like a martini, like a dirty if martini. If I liked olives, I would love a martini. I think it would be perfect. But You have to do what I do and have an olive every year. Because this year, hear me out, it wasn't as bad. And I, I don't do, know. I do try olives every once in a while. Like if, if they're on something, like, I don't know. If the kitchen makes a mistake at my work we just get to eat the food for free which is nice mm. and like sometimes there's olives on there and I'll always try it because I'll always be like you know what maybe today's the day that I grow up it wasn't yeah see that's the thing like I can eat olives on pizza like I would prefer not to but like it's not like it ruins the pizza for me mm. um but like a plain olive is just out of the question or like hot olives on the table as like an appetizer Mm-mm. can't do it one day yeah. I mean, honestly, if I'm being totally honest, even when olives are like on something, they just have such a strong flavor to me where they like completely overpower everything. Like if I'm having nachos and there's just like a sliver of an olive on it, for some reason, I taste that olive way more than I taste anything else on Agreed. that chip, which is unfortunate. I just feel like maybe if they were less strong of a flavor, it would be a little different, you know? Yeah. You're right. What are you doing? Uh, I've got my classic bubbly grapefruit flavor. Nice. I didn't realize how much how much bubblies I drink until like the other day I took all of our cans uh to the bottle depot and we're just gonna like save all of our money from our cans and just like have a little house fund and then eventually we'll get like a like a pizza and we'll have a pizza night with the roomies or something like that um but it was really embarrassing like the amount because I'm the only person who drinks bubblies in this house and the amount of bubblies compared to literally everything else was just astronomical and I was like wow maybe I do have a problem it's your fun drink like that's right that's the drink I also don't really like the tap water here. I don't like the tap water at my house. I need to get us a Brita filter because it's just me who cares. So like if the options are bubbly or nasty rust tasting tap water, I'm going to take the bubbly, you know? Fair enough. And like none of us really drink. So it's just like, there was just like a couple, you know, maybe three six packs worth of 
beer and then the rest was bubbly. <laughs> uh, was embarrassing, but I was alone, so they don't know. It's a secret you'll never tell. XOXO. <laughs> Gossip girl. Do you have a reason for drinking? The finals. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only answer until this is over. Um, it is my, it's like the finals for the end of my second year of law school, meaning. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, and then you're going to do articling. No. Okay. <laughs> but. <laughs> It was a good effort. Thank you. I try so hard to keep up with your law school journey. I'm I'm just doing summer. Like I'm summering somewhere, but it's not articles. Okay. Yeah. Articles? It, yeah, like yeah, articling. Um, but you do articling is after you finish law school. So I have one more year to do and then I'll do articling. Okay. Yeah. So now, now it's just a summer job. It's just a summer job. It's a very good try, though. Thank you. I like <laughs> you said articling one time, and I really latched onto it. And I was, every time you say anything, I'm like, "Are you articling?" You know what? To be fair, though, I'm pretty sure in BC they call it summer articles for just the summer student position. So you mm-hmm. you're technically right. I listen big brain i retain knowledge (laughs) okay (laughs) do you have a reason (laughs) yes i have two one literally i just just happened like right before we started this um and it's gonna be your new reason for drinking just like brace yourself my roommate nikolai he has been taking his car in and out of the shop because they keep like fucking it up and he has to bring it back. Um, And he has like a 1997 Toyota something or other. And apparently he called them today to be like, Hey, I actually won't be able to come in today. Uh, We have to reschedule to like fix your thing, whatever went wrong. Okay. And they referred to his car as vintage. And I was like, I was born in 97. You oh, you know what? I think maybe you sent this to me or maybe I just saw it on TikTok, but it was people romanticizing the fangirl era of mm-hmm. like 20 We're not that old. <laughs> I'm 25 years old. The the eras that we lived through are being romanticized. <laughs> Please don't. Oh, no. But you know what? It did make me realize how much I need to consider what I see on social media with like a grain of salt. If 2013 can be romanticized, what we did could be romanticized. I was like, no, everything is a lie. Yeah, 2013 Tumblr era was wild. I loved your tumblr though my tumblr was incredible not to toot my own horn or anything i just i'm good at using the internet man my algorithm on tiktok is amazing my tumblr was amazing everything's good i don't know 
everything is going well. Yeah, I do love my own TikTok algorithm. It's so funny. <laughs> I guess that's kind of the point of the TikTok algorithm. Like everyone will like their TikTok algorithm. Except sometimes I get like uh, ones that I know aren't part of my algorithm. And then I have to like explicitly say no. I don't yeah. want to see this. Don't want to see. Like I get ones that aren't in English sometimes. I'm like. I do too. I don't I don't know what I made my algorithm think that I would want that, but I don't know what they're saying, so I don't know what it is, but I get like slideshows of like Middle Eastern men with like music in the background and it's just them like taking selfies. And it's like a slideshow of their selfies with music in the background and it's it's really it's really interesting for me. I'm not gonna lie, I have seen that on my TikTok as well. <laughs> I probably send them to you. <laughs> Try to fuck up the little messing bit. up my algorithm. <laughs> um, and my other reason for drinking is a little bit more exciting, um, rather than being referred to as vintage. Um, but the I signed up for a consultation with the therapist. And hopefully I can start going to therapy, which is very exciting. It's something I've wanted to do for a very long time because I have been through a lot of trauma. <laughs> yeah, I, um... <laughs> I, my immediate thought was, I don't know the most appropriate way to respond to what you just said, <laughs> but I'll just tell you what I thought. Um, okay. Initially, when you said that, I was like, oh, wow, you need that. Um, <laughs> so, you know what? Good for you. I mean, it's true. I do need that. Um, yeah, I've known you for like um, almost 20 years. I know. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's fair. I think it's definitely overdue. Not even like, because I don't feel like I really take, not, I don't know. I feel like I definitely don't take my issues out on other people. I definitely take my issues out on myself. But I just want to like work through things. And yeah, I think it'll be very good for you. Um, start a little healing journey for myself. And I think I literally found the perfect therapist. And I hope it works out because she, hold on, let me get her website up. Basically everything she specializes in, with the exception of like I think grief and loss, um, are things that I struggle with. So I was like, nice. Uh oh, did I, did I close? I did. One second. I closed. Oh, that's very tab. exciting, though. I'm really excited. Um. <clears throat> Specializes in trauma and PTSD, abuse recovery, depression, anxiety, grief, grief and loss, body image and eating disorders, and identity and faith reconstruction. And she's like a holistic therapist. And not only does she have like a degree in psychology and does all of that stuff, she also does astrology readings. Um, You're going to love that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? You're perfect. You are perfect. And she offers sliding scale for students. So I can get a pretty hefty discount. And 
she said it's like 60 to 90 dollars a session and if i can get 60 dollars i'm probably going to go to start doing weekly therapy and then if it's a little more expensive i'm going to start probably do like bi-weekly um well, hopefully pretty, i can get it yeah that's pretty good 60 dollars for a session yeah that's really really good is she like close by too yeah, she's somewhere in Victoria. I think she's in Esquimalt, which I'm sure means nothing to you. But um, it's like, I would say it's the equivalent of like North and West Van. But like okay. far, the far ends of North But and like West not Van. like a horrendous journey to get to. No, I would say like, like, like where we grew up to Park Royal-ish. Oh. You know, like a good 20 minute drive. totally manageable but yeah so those are my two reasons i'm a vintage person who's starting therapy i'm gonna bring this up in my therapy (laughs) (laughs) found out i was vintage today so (laughs) you know what vintage is in high demand so true i'm expensive that's not true i'm cheap (laughs) (laughs) okay Weird way to phrase it. <laughs> what are you working through? <laughs> like, you know, a lot. Probably okay. a day. I mean, <laughs> caramel covered popcorn. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Mint tea and caramel covered popcorn? You're living the dream. I am. Maybe with the exception of the fact that you're going through exactly. You know, you can't win them all. Mm-hmm. And on that right. note, not really on that note, actually. The Last to Vanish. <laughs> By Megan Miranda. Uh, spoiler free. What, what you gotta say? I think, I don't know. I don't have a lot to say about this book. Um, I have two things to say about it. The physical structure of this book. Hmm? I hate the textured edges of a book. Don't like it. Not a fan. Uh, I also don't like the little book wings. What is the purpose? So, didn't love that. Otherwise non-issues but uh it's like a... i realized that i you may go just on that note before you continue i realized while reading this because you were complaining about the textured edges of the book and that made me realize that i turn my pages from the bottom i don't go side to side oh yeah mm, i like close it every time i switch a page you know interesting yeah no i never close it i just like flip the page with with my thumb from the bottom learning today wow who knew that there were so many different ways to read a book not us (laughs) we know nothing there's one thing to take away from the book and books and bevy's podcast sarah and katrina don't know shit a surprising little amount about ourselves as well (laughs) i was like oh i didn't know that 
about me. <laughs> what genre of book is this? Do you know? Do you have an answer? Is it supposed to be a thriller? Mystery? Mystery? Maybe we could look it up. Yeah, thriller mystery. Fiction. Interesting. I'm going to be honest, I found this book quite mid. Yeah, I wasn't really interested for the majority of the book. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. But it does Honestly, get interesting. I disagree. I didn't get very, I didn't, I wasn't interested at all. I didn't like hate reading it though. Like, but, it, and it was like an easy read, but it was just like, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't quite my cup of tea. Fair. I, I think I actually liked it maybe more than you then. I like Interesting. Yeah. What a plot once, twist. Once it got to like the truly suspenseful part where like the main character knows something is wrong and starts kind of like freaking out a little bit. I was like, I kind of care where this is going a little bit. And I didn't see it coming. Like I had no idea. I kind of saw it coming. I kind of saw, I saw things. I saw plots. You saw like, that fully... whole thing coming? <laughs> Honestly, like, a little. Like, when the, like, major turning point in this story happened, I was like, whoa. And then it was, like, really quickly, like, the feeling of, oh, my God, lasted, like, two seconds. <laughs> and then I was like, eh, not that surprising. There, um, no part of me could have guessed uh, the like two step plot. I guess. Don't know if I love that. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm unsure. Um, no, I don't know. It's just not. It wasn't very suspenseful, but I didn't dislike it. And, like, especially compared to the last book we read, uh, like Crescent City, mm -hmm. where I was full on battling to read. This one I did like yeah. I it was fine to read. I was like, okay, I'll read it. It was a very fast read for me, at least. I think I read it in like what a week or something. Um maybe a little longer, but I wasn't like forcing myself to read it. It just yeah, it was good. It was really well written. Sometimes I found the pro protagonist kind of sounded like Bella Swan from Twilight in my mind. There were certain things that just like felt like that for me so maybe maybe that's another reason why I didn't love it um but yeah no it was pretty good I also know that like I, I mean this book takes place at the Appalachian Trail um and I know that there are like a lot of missing actually I don't I, I don't want to say I know for certain I know that there's like a lot of murders that happen there and a lot of missing people tend like it like it's it's not like based on a true story but it's also not not based on a true story because I kind of looked it up because I wanted to see as soon as I saw the Appalachian Trail was like prominent in this book I looked it up to be like oh is the last to vanish based on a true story and there was literally no answer it just had like a bunch of reviews and I was like okay so I don't think it's based on a true story but I'm like 99% sure that there are a lot of missing persons cases and a lot of um, murders that happen on this trail or around mm. this trail. 
So I feel like it's loosely based on reality, but it's pretty loose. Fair. But yeah, it was very good. I wanted to like it more than I did. Fair enough. Do you have anything else that's supposed to No. Nice. Do you have a rating then? Yeah. I think I would give it a seven. It was good. Interesting. I liked it pleasantly enough. Um, however, yeah, to be fair, my rating may be skewed just because of the battle I went through for the previous book just like the mild <laughs> non-battle made it seem better um but I don't know so I think it was a seven it was it was good for me nice I'm gonna give it true middle it's gonna be just a five for me fair enough just like true, truly okay nothing that makes me want to like really rate it higher than that And nothing that like makes me want to put it at less than that. It's just it was just very okay. Nothing special, nothing heinous. Um perfect. And I appreciate that it wasn't heinous. I deeply appreciate it after the last book, but deeply, deeply. That's all <laughs> we wanted. Uh <laughs> all right. Should we just get into the spoilers? I feel like this might be a short episode. I feel like I don't have a lot to say. Or may but like also maybe you have a lot to say. I don't know. Okie dokie. Honestly, you know what? I bet everyone is going to be thrilled for a shorter episode after <laughs> the chaos from last week. And you know what? I have very little beef. So, yeah. I don't know. I feel like my only, my only like negative for this Mm -hmm. was I didn't I didn't love the two explanations for the missing people mm -hmm. I wish it was like one big intense thing but it just kind of like was reasoned away and then it was kind of like oh but I agree. why but why just like okay yeah it was a little It was a little weird. I kind of wish that the reason had been a little more ominous, I guess. I mean, I understand that, like, everyone had been murdered, but, like... <laughs> not ominous. Not ominous at all. But I don't know. I just, like... I feel like during the book we get this like consistent thing where um oh my abby is constantly like oh my god the inn is at like the center of everything so that had me thinking that it was gonna be um i think her name was celeste or something like that like the older woman that took her in which did like happen at the end um but then i don't like how harris I think just kind of came in and was like also like was the murderer after the initial murders because then I'm like okay well then why is the in the center point of everything it just didn't really 
Makes sense. Because then it, it just felt like an irrelevant plot point or even like a plot hole because Harris doesn't, he's not there often. Yeah, I, like, I didn't so much mind that Harris was part of it. I do see what you mean by, like, she kept saying that the place was the center of everything. I just wish it was more of, like, one or the other. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like it easily could have been Celeste murdering everyone. Like, I feel like that's where I was taking it. Like, she was doing it so cutters pass lodge or whatever stayed popular i thought like that was what we were leading to and then it was like oh no that would have been a really good that would have been good yeah like it could have worked but then it just turned into kind of like a oh it was an accident but a very messed up accident and then you didn't tell anyone and then so okay or i thought maybe it was gonna be like the entire town was in on it or something like that, which like kind of was, but I thought it was going to be like repeating. You know what I mean? Not just like the first one. Because it was only, um. I still think I might be saying her name wrong. Is it Celeste? I don't know. You said it and then I believed you, but. <laughs> yes, it is Celeste. I found it. Um, I also feel like there could have, like, I feel like there could have been more secrets if that makes any sense. Like, there could have been more, like, her, like, Abby, more of Abby, like, finding stuff. Because that is the, those are the parts that I found interesting, but I feel like they were kind of few and far in between. Um, And I also feel like Trey could have, like, I just feel like most of the characters were equal, were of equal relevance. So none of them stuck, stuck, stood out to me that's fair and you're right about um the town i think it would have been better if like everyone was in on it as like a basically like a tourist thing they were just killing people periodically i've been like damn or if it was like a cult thing maybe like that would have been pretty sweet um weird way to phrase that i don't support cults um (laughs) It would have been interesting in this book. <laughs> yes. Um, or I thought maybe Abby was going crazy and maybe she had like, she was losing some of her memories or something and maybe she was behind it because I think. Oh my God. Did not think of that. I thought of that one and I was like, hmm. and then you know, like, I feel like sometimes my, my own imagination gets like carried away with me. So just carried away, not carried away with me. Um, and then sometimes when the actual ending like happens, I'm a little less thrilled about it. But also, I think another reason why maybe you like this book uh, like ever so slightly more than me, it's probably because I am into true crime. So whenever I read a book like this, I like compare it to like other things and like it's very easy for my mind to run away with itself with itself not with me got it that's the phrase we got there eventually yeah I just I wish the ending was different um but like I just didn't I didn't mind reading it Mm -hmm. 
Agreed. It was well written, so like I wasn't mad at it. Just like a very, very mid. Just it was just okay. It's just okay. I you feel like I'm... you may go. No, you go. Oh, I was gonna say. You know what did surprise me though? Uh, Abby being related to one of the fraternity four. That was a shocker. Did not see that coming. However, I also do wish she didn't know or like someone didn't know. I didn't love that everyone already knew. Yeah. I wish she didn't know. That would have been. And then that was like another big secret from the town. And that's why Celeste took her in. Like, obviously, that is the reason why Celeste took her in. But then she finds out Celeste murdered them all because she's like, see, it would have been good. Right? It would have been, yeah. There was some things. Um, What were your thoughts on Corey throughout this book? I didn't know. Okay. I There was, like, no part in the book where I was, like, Oh, he definitely did it. Um, but I was like, mm, he could be. Mm-hmm. I think, I think like right off the bat, he was the most like intriguing character for me. I feel like he was the most interesting. Like he was the one who I could like potentially see having the most secrets. And I thought, like, the former romance between him and Abby, and then, like, Abby thought it was Georgia, but, like, they didn't actually have a romance or whatever. I thought there was, like, an interesting dynamic there, and I feel like he, to me, he was, like, one of the more interesting characters. I feel like a lot of the characters were very bland in this book. We we didn't get a lot of character depth. Not really. It was very surface level. But I feel like because Abby thought that Corey had secrets... That made him a little bit more intriguing for me. Fair. Yeah. I uh... also. Oh. You go. I just said a point. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, uh, I did, however, think Georgia might have been the one. There was a point where I was like, maybe this is a Georgia thing. Oh, Definitely. But it just like it never happened for Corey for me. Yeah. I don't I don't think I ever thought that Corey did it. I thought that he had secrets, but maybe the secrets weren't related somehow. Or like were, but in a really roundabout way. And like he had secrets, but he wasn't actually the one behind the people who went missing. So I thought that there was gonna be an interesting plot point with that, but then there kind of wasn't, so at least I don't, if there was, I didn't retain it. <laughs> but yeah, I thought Georgia, for a while, I thought Georgia could be the one doing it. Or again, because I was kind of running with the idea that maybe it was Abby, like maybe Abby was acting weird and that's why Georgia was acting weird, you know? Like, you know how when someone acts weird to you and you just kind of got to throw it back at them? <laughs> Is that your tactic? <laughs> Yes. Yes, it is. Um, 
one thing that I found really interesting, and it's the first time that it has happened in a book that I've read at least since the pandemic. But the pandemic is mentioned in this book. And I found that really interesting. It was really brief. Clearly, Apparently, I don't read um, very well, so I have no memory of that. Yeah. It was like, it just says that like Georgia came to the inn to like hike the thing like uh, in the second summer of the pandemic. Oh my God. And I was like, wow. It was like a one that like makes me re- like realize how new this book is. But also I was like, holy shit, like the pandemic is getting referenced in media now. It's old enough that a book can be out yeah it just kind of like clearly you didn't really care for it but I thought it was cool (laughs) sorry yeah I found Georgia's jumpiness a little suspicious it just reminded me of Professor Quirrell from Harry Potter (laughs) that's why I was like maybe she's the villain you know (laughs) imagine she has like another head on the back of her head now that would be an interesting twist I definitely would not have seen that coming okay so here's the thing here's the point where I thought things were going to be a little more and my choice word of the day is ominous Um, but Abby's like she has like an internal monologue where she's talking about how um when customers are like wanting to like go on the hike or whatever how they have a lot of things to keep them safe and and this is a bit of a long quote but it's like we remind them that the number one cause of death out there was exposure which could only happen if you make a miss make a mistake if you made a mistake or got lost and then on the next line it says we did not mention the second cause or the third and i don't think that ever really got brought up again no, you're right. I do have that note too. I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? So I thought it was going to be like something a little more weird. Yeah. I just thought it would be a little more surprising then. I mean, I guess it, I mean, it was different than exposure, it was murder, but. Exposure or murder? How would you like to go? Yeah, but then there's only two. Exactly. So what? Because Celeste, also, it was murder. Like, that doesn't... Yeah, everyone was murder. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's, like, falling off the cliff. I guess. I guess. But I why know. would you not tell them that, that one? That one's... <laughs> yeah, like, also, please be careful, there's a cliff. Damn, that one's a safety issue. Yeah. Mind the cliff. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. You're right, there There are some There are some things that we're lacking in this yeah. book. Not enough that I hated it, though. Hmm? Not enough that I hated it. No. But you're you're right. My might be a six point five. 
Seven might be too high. You know what? I respect it. Yeah, I feel like once Abby realized that she was wearing one of the missing people's backpacks, it was at that point that I was like, okay. Mm, now i'm like interested in what's happening in this book until that point i was just kind of reading for like the sake of reading but i didn't really care where it was going you know yeah yeah that's almost exactly the same point for me i think i was like a little bit intrigued when they found the flash drive that was pretty cool like the what like that it was hidden i almost wish that Trey, Trey's brother, whatever his name was, that he had like found more and there was like more for them to find. And they like kept finding like maybe like notes or something on like scrap pieces of paper mm. that were just like a little bit better than like a date and a phone or, and like a time or whatever. Um, and just like, like if there, yeah. I did, however, find it really, really cool that they like brought in i mean i i don't know if would you call it a prologue that like little letter in the front of the book that just says a notorious history did you read it i did actually read the prologue i did okay yeah i liked I, that that was brought back and how like we find out that that wasn't from abby's perspective that was from Trey's brother, whatever his name was. I liked that. That was like a full circle moment. That interested me. I was like, oh. You know, I like when there's a relevant prologue. That's important to me. (laughs) I think what like I liked most about this book is especially when like the whole Harris thing went down, I could feel the stress. Like when I was reading it, I was also stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked that. Mm-hmm. It was just well written. It was well written. I was a. It's fan. a very re- well written book. Yeah. Um. I mean, I feel like that's kind of the point of a thriller. I feel like if that doesn't happen when you're reading a thriller, then that's just that's a two out of ten. <laughs> sure enough. Like that's what you got to accomplish when you're writing a thriller. But yeah, no, I did like it, and especially like. I think the most stressed for me reading this book was when she was like looking in the locker. Was that ever really explained? I'm kind of realizing because like Georgia had all of the stuff that she put in a locker under Abby's name. Did we ever really get an explanation for that? Or did I just miss it? I feel like Georgia just said she was sorry. Right? And then she did come back, right? At one point. To give a letter. To give a letter. To say she was sorry. I don't... Yeah. But we didn't read the contents of that letter as... It would have been nice to know why. Like, how Georgia came upon those items. I don't think... I don't... I don't remember an explanation for that. And I feel like I would have remembered. And why she put it in Abby's name. Right? <laughs> you that's know real what? sus. I, yeah, that's honestly like... 
outrageous. Because, like, I feel like, I feel like if I were to come upon a bunch of items that should go to the police, granted, I mean, to be fair, Abby also didn't take them to the police, so, like, she's also at fault, but, um, I wouldn't, like, just put a locker in your name and just put them in a locker that I put in your name. You know? That's incriminating as fuck. Yeah, you know what? I don't like that at all. It's not like she was close with Harris, so she wasn't, like, protecting him. If she was protecting herself, you would think she would do something different. Like, destroy the evidence. Not put it in someone else's name. And, like, your friends. Surely! Like, your one friend. <laughs> oh, I hate that so much. I have no idea. I don't know. I also don't know. Yeah, no. Anyways, that's that's kind of a weird plot hole that I don't love. I wish we at least knew the contents of the letter. So I feel like we would have an explanation. Yeah. I'm trying to think Maybe of other... We both missed it, but, like, I feel like usually one of us picks up on something. I'm trying to think of other uh, plot holes that there might be. You know what? Okay, we're gonna not talk about that for a second. But, um, again... This was another point where I thought that it was going to be a cult or like the town was against it like altogether. Um, and it was because Abby like came to the realization that every single person who went missing, the woods wasn't the last place that they were seen. They were like last seen either at the inn or somewhere in town or whatever. And I was like, see, everyone's working together. But then that wasn't the truth. And it was disappointing. It was a little bit disappointing. I feel like, you know what? Even it could have just been like Harris's, you know how like in the photo, the reflection, the little logo, it turns out it was like Cutter's Passage in whatever. Um, mm -hmm. If it was like Harris's logo for like his company. Right. Then it could have been like, oh my. I'm sorry, what? And then it but just no, like that was the that was the four though, wasn't it? So that yeah, was. But I feel like if there was like I'm just saying if there was no Celeste, if it was all just Harris, right, right, right. that could have also been done that way too. If it was like, oh, is that why is his logo there? And then it turns out he's just killing everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be a good. I don't know, or if like it was all just Celeste. I feel like I would prefer that because of that scene where Abby is like snooping and then Celeste catches her. And I thought that was going to, I thought, I thought Abby was done for. I thought Abby was going to get murdered. I did think she was going to get murdered. <laughs> and then, and then it was just kind of like a heartfelt moment. But also like, why, why do none of them go to the police? I feel like that's a trope that I don't really like in thrillers. Because, like, we kind of experienced that in The Maidens. I mean, it was a little different. But it was, like, the 
main character just kept on like fucking with a police investigation instead of just like letting the police do their job and like now in this book the police don't even have the opportunity to do their job because no one's like giving them any evidence yeah i guess like to be fair the uh now police captain was involved in covering up the murder of the four so yeah so i feel like like the four makes sense but i just feel like at any point after that it's like why is this not getting yeah like does no one does no one care um why are you collectively working to hide it from the police (laughs) (laughs) fair enough uh Yeah, I feel like it's the same thing of, like, in horror movies where the main character does exactly what no person would do. That's the vibe some of the actions in this book were giving me. And I was like, but is this reasonable? Like, I want a thriller or, like, a mystery book to have reasonable actions that end up with, like, horrendous consequences because then it's scary. I'm like, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, like, the other thing, too, is, like, there's a point later, like, specifically where, when Abby finds the locker with all of the shit in it, uh, and, like, she's like, oh, like, I saw my name, but it wasn't in my handwriting. And I'm like, that is so easy for, like, police to analyze. And they can, if you were to, like, take that, all of the contents of that locker to the police and be like, I know the locker's in my name, but, like, it's not, it, like, someone else did it. They will analyze the handwriting and be able to prove that. <laughs> Granted, again, I know this stuff because all I do is listen to true crime podcasts and watch true crime documentaries. So maybe Abby doesn't have this knowledge. So I can't fault her for that. And you're like, how dare you? But also, I can't fault you. <laughs> I just feel like, yeah, I feel like that was the main issue I had with this book was that sometimes I was just like, dude. 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 (laughs) You know what I kind of wish there was in this book? What? A little bit of romance. I realized I like a little bit of romance in a book. At least in this type of book. Or just like a love interest. Yeah, there really was nothing which is like kind of nice i wish we had read this book when i was sad over a boy instead (laughs) of reading a shitty romance book like why why were we not reading this this i probably would have loved this i would have been like great strong independent woman with no man perfect but now that i'm not so sad over a boy still sad but like not you know devastated um now I'm reading it and I'm like, well, well now I well now I would like to pretend that there's a boy. Please, I'm ready now. <laughs> you know what? I did appreciate though that it wasn't like Corey finally like let her in and then like Corey somehow figured everything out. I like that it was left kind of to Abby to mm-hmm. like have the moment of realization of like, oh it, you know. So like 
no one likes it when someone steals your thunder. So I like that it was just kind of like an, it was an Abby book. True, true. Yeah, I mean, like, imagine if, like, you know how, like, um, Harris and Abby at the end and they're having their whole, like, fight scene and Trey comes out and saves the day? Imagine if Trey was the love interest. That would have been a powerful moment. No, we would have been like... I would have been like, oh, he's saving her life. You're right. I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't, it wasn't, like, essential to the book. No, we just would have been like, nice. I'm not gonna lie, though. At one point, I did think that storyline was going to happen with, like, Trey and Abby. I thought so, too. And I was kind of here for it. And then it didn't happen. And I was like, well. Well. I mean, it doesn't need to happen, but it just it just would have been okay. It would have been cool. It would have been a cool plot point. Or I thought there was going to be, like, a love triangle action between, like, Trey... Abby and Corey is his name. I've said his name multiple times in it. Yeah, Corey is someone. I think so. Yeah, the like her ex. Oh, okay. I thought there was going to be drama. I thought there was going to be beef. I did think there was going to be a little bit of beef. Um, or even beef with like Corey, Abby, and uh, the girl that put her. Oh, Georgia. Georgia, yeah. Like, there, there was beef underlying, but there was, like, I feel like it was set up for potential beef, but no one had beef, you know? Yeah, you gotta have the beef. Get the protein in the book, you know? I hate that you said that out loud. Yeah, I just feel like there could have been, like... <laughs> you can't just skip past that. <laughs> I can and I will. I feel like there could have been just like a little more drama. Just something to get me a little more invested. Yeah, it was very just like, it was fun. It was very mid. It was just very fun. Yeah. It was good. Not great. Um, Also, yeah, like Georgia was just so sus for no reason. Like the fact that Trey kind of recognized her and it turns out she was friends with his brother Maybe. Did we ever get conclusive? Did they date? I no, they were like from neighboring towns and she invited him up. Right. Yeah, she was so sus for no reason. It would have been yeah. nice if there was a reason. I feel like everyone in this book was so sus for no reason. Facts. With the exception of Harris, and I feel like that's why I suspected him. Like, if you're going to paint, like, every single person in the town to be, like, this sus character, and then you're just going to have one guy who's normal, obviously it's the normal guy. Yeah. I, uh... I don't... I don't love big letters that start a chapter. (laughs) I just (laughs) open the page and I realize... uh, Chapter 15. You don't, you, it's not that you don't like this book. You just don't like the way it was formatted. Yeah, I have formatting issues. Um, because, you know, when it starts with a big letter and it goes like, that's like the first letter of the word. I don't read mm-hmm. like that. I'll just 
have that as like an image for some reason. So my mind thinks of that as like a picture and then I'll read the word. So the beginning of chapter 15, I read it as snow, a good time. And I was like. Chapter 15? Yep. What is, what is the actual beginning? Is now a good time. So the eye is like the image. And then I just oh, started gotcha. with snow. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah not a fan. I feel like the eye is tricky too. You know, if it was like an S maybe it would be a different story. Thank you. You're welcome. I um, like to give you the benefit of the doubt. I, I like it when you do that. Another thing, you know the like dramatic fraternity five like written in the journal i'm in here i'm at the, like the same point so then i like i read that and i was like okay something's happened and then i go to the next page and it says the fraternity four and i was like i was so confused because i didn't oh, <laughs> this is like a moment I did not read it as such. I read it as just continuing the story. Same. I did the exact same thing. But also, on that exact, like, point, I feel like that was another thing that could have been so cool, but then it wasn't. Like, imagine if there was a fifth fraternity five member who was, like, actually that, like, story of a guy who, like, lives in the woods and like kills people and it's like oh my god it is true you know what i mean or like if they're all getting like led into a cult in the forest in the forest with the fifth member or whatever as the leader or if the fifth member this is going to be i'm going to talk and it's going to come to me it's going to be one of those things okay the fifth member lives in town and is the cult leader and the fraternity four were the original four sacrifices of the cult and they're like sacrificing to some like whatever i don't know um and then like every x amount of years another member is sacrificed or another like outsider is sacrificed okay right and it's only outsiders and then that's like Abby's like a weird gray area because I don't know it would it would it would have a full circle moment at some point <laughs> and and that's why Celeste is so intent on telling everyone that no she's like Vincent's niece yeah to save her and Celeste is like rebelling against the cult but from the inside <laughs> interesting <laughs> did we just write a book <laughs> i feel like if we had talent we sh we could be such amazing authors maybe i like i feel like there is the potential that we'd get so deep that it would be like wildly unreadable to anyone other than us because we would be like wow <laughs> you know <laughs> Because we just like spitball off each other like back and forth and back and forth. And then this happens. Oh my god. And then we do this. Oh my god. 
like some random word in page one carries over into like page 1300 and you're like you see you see the lines and we're like no i found i found the scene with rochelle and abby taking shots for questions really weird it felt like something you do on like a fun date if you're getting to know the other person um it doesn't feel like a i don't know it was a weird vibe i didn't like it it was a very weird vibe I feel like it could have been done better. And it also led me to think it was like a little culty too. There was just like a lot of things that were weird and then just like kind of weren't explained in this book. But you know, can't complain. Can't complain. It was all right. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other things to say? Uh, No, I think that's it for me. (laughs) You? Cool. No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well who's your favorite character oh yeah um um probably Corey though I feel like he was the most interesting even though he was kind of a douche I just felt like he was the most dynamic and he was like so sus that I thought he wouldn't be the murderer you know fair he was specifically not something that Corey said, but just like the way he was described um, when he was looking at Abby was like, oh, baby's first disappearance. And then I was like, I do not like this man. But yeah, I, I did not pick up on that. But yeah, honestly, I just like I didn't I don't think I had a favorite character. All of them were just kind of okay. Yeah, I didn't really have a favorite character either. Like, they were all just, like, weirdly sus for no reason, and then Abby was just kind of annoying. Yeah, it's just not one of those books, I don't think. Yeah. It was still okay, but... Yeah, it was okay. Do you have a favorite quote? Um, I do, kind of. It's not like a... It's not like a big quote that I found super deep, but it was like, um, Abby and Trey were talking and he was like, he had an epiphany about how his brother was investigating the like missing six people um, from the Appalachian Trail. And in Abby's internal monologue, she goes, I didn't have the heart to tell him that his brother made seven. And I just thought that was really funny. Imagine correcting someone to be like, mm-hmm. don't forget your brother's also gone. <laughs> your brother is also currently missing. Um, Just in case you weren't thinking of that right now, he's gone. What about you? Do you have a favorite quote? Uh, yeah, I guess I do. Um, it's fairly early on in the book, but it's just uh, danger was a concept fueled by uncertainty that grew stronger the longer we went with no answers i just thought it was nice ominous that's a good one and that's it for me that's all i got for you so since it's your pick do you want to introduce the next book uh yes this is a book that someone gifted to me a while ago 
and I have not gotten around to reading, so I thought we should read it now. It's called Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, A Savage Journey to the Heart of the American Dream by Hunter S. Thompson. And it's now a movie, or it has been a movie for a while. I actually don't know how old this book is either, uh, but. Maybe I'll watch that when we're done reading. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to find a date without spoiling it for myself. It would be on the front cover, not in the middle of the book. <laughs> Copyright 1971. Now that is vintage. Full circle. <laughs> Quite literally, it says second vintage books edition. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Would you like to uh, read the back since I have no idea what this book is about? <laughs> so <laughs> I gave it a quick glance. <laughs> um so the back of the book it's just it's a quote so i'm assuming it's a quote from inside the book it's not like a description of the book um we had two bags of grass 75 pellets of mescaline five sheets of high-powered blotter acid a salt shaker half full of cocaine and a whole galaxy of multicolored uppers, downers, screamers, laughers. Also a quart of tequila, a quart of rum, a case of Budweiser, a raw pint of ether, and two dozen amyls. Uh, but the only thing that worried me was the ether. There's nothing in the world more helpless and irresponsible than a man in the depths of an ether binge. So wow. that's this book. <laughs> <laughs> See... I also have a copy of the book. My copy's different. Um, oh. Yeah. And the back of mine is also different. Oh, what's the back of yours say? Mine says, uh, first published in Rolling Stone magazine in 1971, this cult classic of gonzo journalism is the best chronicle of drug-soaked, addle-brained, rollicking good times ever committed to the printed page. It is also the tale of a long weekend road trip that has gone down in the annals? Annals? <laughs> I, I can't see what you're reading, so I can't help you. You're not going to see that. A-N-N-A-L-S. I would read that as annals, but I don't know what it is. In the annals of American pop culture as one of the strangest journeys ever undertaken. The writer's account of an assignment he undertook with his attorney to visit Las Vegas and check it out. The book stands as the final world world as the final oh god. The book stands as the final word on the highs and lows of the 1960s, one of the defining works of our time and a stylistic and journalistic tour de force. Is this based on a true story? Because if so, <laughs> Google it. Also, my book has pictures. Mine does too. And, and I'm like, the pictures make me worried. <laughs> Dude, just read the, I've already read the first chapter. Read the first chapter. And honestly, that picture suits what you read. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, well, the first thing I clicked is the true story of Hunter S. Thompson's curious, bizarre, and entertaining run to be sheriff of Pitkin County in the 1970s. So it is based on a true story, apparently. Interesting. Oh, to be alive in the 60s and 70s, huh? Yeah, this is this is going to be an interesting book. It's a different vibe from our normal reading. You could say that. Excited for a very different vibe, if I'm being honest. Me too. And I'm excited that it looks like a quick read. Um, Sweet. Well, that's everything I have for you. If you want to follow us on social media, we have an Instagram and Twitter, which is at bookbevies, and a Gmail for longer in- email inquiries, which is bookbevies at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.